You are currently listening to part two of a two-part episode covering Kendrick Lamar's Mr. Moran the Big Steppers. If you haven't listened to part one, I highly recommend you take a listen. With that out of the way, please enjoy. Welcome, everybody, back to the record shop for season two, episode one, part two, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. I'm, as always, your beloved and your absolutely favorite host, William. And here I'm joined by my other co-hosts, Sebastian. Are we going to keep on letting him say that, Andres? He says that every single episode. Look, we have something cooking in we have something cooking in the back. So yeah. Okay. You know what? Hello. Hello everyone. Welcome to episode one part two. And I'm also joined by Andres. Hello everybody. Glad Anyways, to be back. Oh um, man, what are you me? We're here again, as I previously said, with Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Uh, but we're doing disc two, which is if uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. Morale. Just Mr. Morale, yes, sir. We've is it officially that, uh, known? Is it officially known as like this too? Is it officially known as Mr. Morale? Or are we just calling it that because it's, it's a song called. It's Mr. Morale. It's Mr. Morale. Oh, okay. It has right. to be. First one had worldwide steppers. This one has Mr. Morale. Makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, everything we said before in the first episode, released on May 13th, is uh, Kendrick's fifth studio album. And as Willie said, we're doing the Mr. Morale half of the episode. So, boys, I feel we should just get into it. We should jump right into it. Not lose any of the momentum we had in the first part. Andres, you always mm. tell me stories about I ha- how I have zero bitches. Now, I personally don't recall ever saying that to you. But go I ahead. Have, but go ahead I, I, I have certain memories. Well, looking at my phone, I could assure you that I have at least one. Maybe. That's it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, that's a, that's yes. a transition? Let's go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about the hard part five. Let's go. Oh, no. the hard part. Wait, what? Yeah. So, so we're not. Yeah. So we're not immediately. So I feel like we should. We don't have to start immediately with uh, Mr. Morale just because the hard part five is so disjointed from the rest of it. But it's not, I still feel like it's still part of the project. I mean, sure. Yeah. We'll talk about it now. Or talk about it at the end. No, let's talk we're about it now. Uh, who wants to go right. first? I can go first. All right. All right. Everyone raise your hands. Raise your hands next time. Thank you. No. Hey. No. Don't don't you raise your tone at me. Oh wait. Uh, fuck you, the teacher. Never mind. <laughs> so the hard part five was the first taste that we got of um Kendrick's new music this year. Even though it wasn't on the original album layout, it ended up becoming this three, as Andres previously said. Mm-hmm. I remember watching that music video and I was like, okay, Kendrick, you know, he's just he's chilling, he's chilling. And all of a sudden his face switches to OJ, and I was like, okay. All right. And then it just kept switching. Nipsey Hussle, uh, Jesse Smollett, um, Kobe. Will Smith. Will Smith. Kanye. Anyway. That's right. And yeah. I remember listening to it and I was just like, wow, this beat is just incredible. And like, he's just going at it. Mm-hmm. And of course, like with a rap song, it's a little bit difficult on the first listen to, to be able to appreciate the full lyrics that is being said to you. So I remember yeah. reading them. And I remember reading a part in the second half of the song and I was like, is he talking as if he's Nipsey? And then I looked at the video and it was when the part where his face switches to Nipsey. Yeah. And he's saying that, you know, his 
his how his life has changed like you know he's leaving behind a, a memory that he hopes i mean he hopes to leave behind a, a lasting effect on the world yeah and i'm just sitting there like wow like i thought the song was really good on first listen but after i heard that it was just it, it, it went to another level uh i feel like it was a very good um way to introduce what mr moran the big step has ended up becoming I mean, in my opinion, it isn't like a, a direct follow-up to, to Mr. Mar- it's definitely a new introduction of Kendrick's sound. Uh, to what you were saying, actually, about it being from the perspective of Nipsey Hussle, I, I I definitely, the first time, like you said, you listen to it and you definitely, because there's just, there's a line that sticks out. It's to, I think it's to the person who killed me or to the person that that murdered me. I don't remember the lyric in specific, but it says that your soul is in question. I'm like, huh. So I, it took me a while to connect two and two together, but it's definitely a, a very beautiful single that he put out. He put it out like I think a week before Mr. Morale, or am I wrong? Yeah, just about I want to say it might have been a little more than that. Yeah, but I know yeah. it's 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 in the part of a it's in part of a series that he's been doing for like a while now since his uh, since like Section Eighty, I believe. And what I hear a lot of discussion is this is like probably the best instance of the heart, being that it's centered more towards like. A, a general culture that he's talking about instead of like you know something in specific occurring to him but yeah Andres, right. what did you think well i mean first of all it was five days before mr moran the big step which was a little less there than you go there you go and secondly the first thing i noticed is that i felt that the I, the moment that this came out i feel like we all knew that this album was going to be definitely very introspective on kendrick's part mm-hmm. speaking about i guess you said the culture yeah the, the moment that I knew that was like the very beginning all, to all my to all my fans, all my people. Like I feel like he, I feel like we we discussed this. At, we might have discussed this already in a prior part, but I. But this is this is that this is how we know that Kendrick sees himself in a sense as a prophet. Yeah, it's like a very religious underdog. This is all my fans, all my people. He, he's speaking to his people. Is he? He is the shepherd of his fans. You know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, you definitely get that. In I have a, I have a uh-huh. question, Andres. Oh boy! If you had one message to say to the entire world, what would you say? I really have from? never been romantically involved. And never <laughs> Where is this coming from, Willie? Also, also, everyone go to Smoothie King. Yeah, good yeah. This. This, this episode is not sponsored from? by Smoothie King. How how can uh, we wish? How can <laughs> I, I wish? <laughs> How Kendrick is speaking to his people. If, if Andres was, for some reason, uh, Kendrick? Oh. No, Andres. Yeah, I was Kendrick. Uh-huh. I was Mr. Yeah, if, Andres, if Andres was Kendrick for a day, no. If I was Kung Fu Kenny. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. That, you, that, was the, that was the lamest thing you've ever said in your time. <laughs> oh, Kung Fu Kenny. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, with that being said, boys, should we get into the album? All right. Quick disclaimer to all the listeners. I sound a bit sick because I am a bit sick. So if you hear coughing in the background, I apologize profusely. Shut up. I am sick. I've been sick for three days. I'm drinking this this stupid chamomile tea. I hate tea. Chamomile, you idiot. Sick of you. Oh my god. Make it delicious. Chamomile and tea is delicious. Willie, hit us with a fire transition, please. Sebastian. (laughs) Sorry. Go up to the number five. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, why? What did you just do? I count to five. Okay. Huh? It isn't me. It isn't me, but it's you. Wrong one. <laughs> Wait, what? This is so stupid. Me? 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. If you had to leave, oh are you, where are you fucking gonna like step? Fucking like pre-K instructions. <laughs> Out. If you want to leave, go, oh wow. Oh. Okay. All right. Okay. Help me out by Kendrick Lamar. I would. I'd appreciate it if you one of you could start off. Oh. Okay. All right. I have some to say about this track. I. I wasn't a huge fan of it when I listened to it the first time. It's definitely a catchy listen when you listen to it like three or two times as I have in like the last month or so. Uh, the intro being like this mirror to United in Grief was like pretty satisfying. You have the you have the same vocals and the same like the uh, tone. Sorry. And having those voices being like beings that watch over Kendrick, it, it really gives this personal feeling to the album. I like the Nyla, the little acoustic sample that you have in the background for some of the sections. And then there's this really synth that, you know, it protrudes over the track. It gives me like a Yeezus feel and some of Dam's production as well. Coupled with a big of, of hectic hi-hats and beats, it, it's pretty underrated. And I feel out of all these tracks, it's, it's not the one that has grown on me the most, but it's one of the ones that's definitely got me listening to it a lot more recently. What do you have to mm-hmm. say, Andres? It was a pretty good review, but yeah, I I definitely thought it was. I didn't think it was bad, but I thought it was a little like it was all right upon first listen. Jesus, you were coughing up a lung over there. I Anyways. shut <laughs> up. I made sure <laughs> it's cut out. But, it's uh, cut out. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, but yeah, I thought it was. I, I thought it was definitely like all right when I for, upon first listen. Granted, mm. when we first listened to this album, it was like. 12 in the morning it and was I was in bed latest no and, and by then it would be like it was, 1 because it was, it was like 1 a.m. yeah because it's the I was second like, I was like oh, I was I was uh I was mimicking how Seva sleeps you're so funny you're such a anyways, comedian anyways, <laughs> thank you. go on go on anyways okay anyways I feel like this being being as you said like being like a mirror of of a uh, united in grief how mm. it starts in the same way obviously different lyrics but it starts in the same like uh what's the word I'm looking for like this is like orchestral, but kind of a kind of a chant. Yeah, a chant on like both ends. Yeah, but I feel like this is a song. It's it, it's it's like it's, it's like the start of a new of a of the next disc. This is the start of a of the next chapter in Kendrick's life. Because as we see multiple times in this album, he's like going to therapy. He's like learning to process his emotions and and open up. So I feel like this this is the this is the song where. Kendrick, as he says in one of the lyrics, he gets a breakthrough and he learns that he has to open up and you know, really like, speak about his emotions in order to be the better person. Yeah. So would you say this disc is sort of like a, a pseudo therapy session? I think the whole album is a therapy session. Why do you think so? Actually, I don't know about the whole album, actually. Now I think about it. No, because like, uh-huh. so definitely, so definitely it's like, I feel like it's Kendrick like living his life. It's like... It's like we get, we get like a time skip between Damn and this album. Yeah. And like we go all the way until we cry together. It's like it's him like living his life as as he's been. Like we 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 come back to see Kendrick what he's been doing over the last like 7 years. Yeah. And we he gets a, we we cry together and then he has the realization that he has to change. Mm-hmm. And then Purple Hearts is like when he's like really reflecting and realizing that he needs help and then we start with disc 2 where disc 2 for sure is him getting therapy, getting the help that he needs. Yeah. And growing as a person so what you mean by the time skip is like from damn to now or for in between yes. discs damn to now okay all right like it's like it's like a movie it's like a movie like everything like damn is like a prologue yeah and then like it, it's like a montage or whatever yeah and then we cut back to what kendrick has been doing over the last seven years and this is whatever hey, what, what was it 1865 days 
1,855. My bad. I don't know. Okay, Willie, please grace us what Willie you're going to say. What were you going to say earlier? Well, Call Me Out is, like uh, like Sebastian said, and like Andres said as well, it wasn't really my favorite song on the entire album, but Mm. I really like the message. I especially like the intro, the how it it sounds um, like the first track of the album. Yeah. Um, it threw me off a little bit actually re-listening to the album and just li- focusing on the the second half uh-huh. when I heard that. But the song, to me, is more about like uh, Kendrick. He's trying to prove himself to someone who do- doesn't have any business of him wanting to prove it. If you get what I mean? Right. Like I think everyone in the in the world has that one person where you just kind of you feel a lot of resentment towards because maybe they said something that like oh you're never gonna be anything. And you always work to prove them wrong. Mm-hmm. And mm. and while that could also be a really motivating thing, um, it's in the long t- in the long term, Kendrick is a super famous, successful rapper. Yet he doesn't have to prove himself to anyone, and yet he still pines for one person's approval. So that's what you're saying. You see in this track a lot. Yeah, I you, see, you hear I in the Kendrick, lyrics. I agree, actually. Yeah, he, you know, he's just, you know, but I, again. As the song progresses, he, as Andres said, he matures, you know, opens up about his relationship. And to me, what I saw was at the end of the the track, he seems more free from that, from the, from the person that I was speaking about. Okay. So this is like the start of a journey as we were, as we were saying before. Okay. It is. I dig that actually. But now that you were saying about, about how Kendrick feels, like how he sees himself and stuff like that, I think that's a perfect segue into the next song. Do you have a transition or not? Of course I do. What do you want, Willie? <laughs> I'm an English, I'm an English major, right? Unfortunately, the yes. sky is blue. Like, there's a there's a very famous quote by a very famous man in English literature. I swear I to God, it's Robert Frost, and I beat your ass. Robert Frost. Right. <laughs> I want I want you to I want you to finish the line. Okay. Oh boy. Heavy is the head that holds. I don't know what this is. I was gonna say something else. <laughs> you know what it is, Ellis? Bro, I don't know the the poet, the poet, not the poet, the writer in specific. But that's a it's a lyric in the song. It's heavy the head that wears the crown. Oh, I don't know if it's that if it's that line in specific. And I was debating that earlier today. Is it heavy? Heavy is the head that wears a crown, or heavy the head that wears a crown? I I I always thought it was heavy is the head the head that holds the crown. That, that's what I'm saying, bro. It, it's a it's a fucking Mandela effect. How about we just look it's it up? A, that yeah, that too. That too. It's a Shakespeare quote, by the way. You uncultured swines. What book I'm, is that? I'm, even I'm not gonna. I have a Bible of Shakespeare behind me, bro. Do you want me to pull out the page? Heavy is the head that chose to wear the crown. To whom it is, is given, much is required now. Heavy is the head that chose to wear the crown. Thank you, Shakespeare. <clears throat> All right, let's get into the song, boys. Who wants to go first? Man, no hands are being raised. Okay, Damn. um, Andres, what do you think? What do you think? <laughs> Why me? All right, fine. All right, all right. So, obviously, as someone who does not read Shakespeare on a daily basis, because I'm not a loser, <laughs> all shade aside, mm-hmm. I actually do like the song. I'm gonna yeah. be honest. Thank you. I do like the song. I just don't remember much about it. I'm gonna be honest. Mm-hmm. As much as I enjoyed it, I feel like this is a little forgettable. Uh, I, I, I would I, like it, to disagree, but. Mm. You would disagree? All right, that's fine. I'm glad we have some contention here. But I, okay. The only, the the, the biggest takeaway that I had from this song is mm-hmm. that Kendrick is obviously giving us like a really introspective about his his mental state at this yeah. point. Yeah. 
and how he's like he's like super he's super like torn even though he has like a pretty normal life yeah like he's, he's like trying to imagine that he has a normal life and he's like he's like rapping about all the things that he's feeling about all the things that he's seeing being a leader and the, the pillar in this community of Kendrick right being right. like the, the prophet of his people yeah and then even though he's trying to he's trying to make everyone happy he knows that he can't yeah and he's trying like he's trying to spread his message to his family and his friends and his fans but he can't because he doesn't doesn't really know how you know what I mean right the the one thing that I did notice mm-hmm. because this because this song obviously does bring a reference to Henry the eighth or not Henry the eighth is it Henry the eighth Henry no, the eighth Henry the fourth Henry the fourth Henry the fourth, Henry the fourth. shut up I forget Roman numerals <laughs> Jesus I, I well, remember how it was you Henry. Not know? And, how didn't you know? Like what? I thought of Henry, and the only Henry I thought of was Henry the Eighth. Whatever. The point is uh-huh. Henry the Fourth, because I'm gonna, sh- I'm, I, I'm gonna kiss you. Anyways, <laughs> Henry the Fourth. Okay, because just finish, just finish. this, because this song has the reference to Henry the Fourth mm-hmm. with with the line "heavy," uh, whatever, whatever. Henry, heavy is the one who wears the crown. Yeah. Um. This this song, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, is written in, in iambic pentameter. Oh my god! No way! He stole your whole flow. Stealing the English and the English man. God, I my life is complete. Oh, so, I was so excited. I you was know what? Let Sebastian go. I was gonna save it to last <laughs> English Williams English major moments. Andres, I'll bite. How do you know it's iambic pentameter? Ten so oh, I mean, iambic line. pentameter is just is just. It's it's just it's just describes rhythm in, okay. in poetry in okay. verses. How do, you, how do you know? It's just the way that it describes rhythm and meter. Currently, ten the, syllables per line. Currently, this is going in the favor Bro, of Willie. No. Okay. All right. It, all right. So, so the rhythm is measured in small groups called feet. Uh-huh. And yeah, he's right. It's ten. It's ten. It's ten. Oh, so you're into feet? <laughs> <laughs> what? It's just go, uh, bro. Pass it to Willie. Pass it to Willie. I'm gonna leave. Way. Just to say, I don't have anything. I, I don't. He see. He stole my whole thing. I don't have anything to say. Okay. All right. I was okay. Gonna, then don't uh, go. You gotta say this good to me then. I was He's gonna. Up. I was gonna agree on what you said earlier. Actually, that you definitely get the feeling that this is the intro to to a more introspective take on the album. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I may, if no one else has anything else to take, I'll just get my um. Uh, sorry, my take real quick. Uh, honestly, sorry. this is one of my favorite tracks off of the disc. Being that it's super stripped and laid out bare, there's nothing really complex to it. But that that's where I find the enjoyment in it. When you listen to it, the instrumentals, they're pretty like stripped down besides like the, obviously the piano and like some sections of the chorus. Listening to it like the first time, it's an amalgam of like different things. You have Kendrick singing the piano, like I said. At first, I took it as some sort of like like in terms of the context. I took it as a sort of like like a bragging track. You have lines that is like heavy is the head that wears the crown fucking contentious line that we've been talking about and and the obvious repetition of I can't please everybody. But I think it was on the night that we listened to it that we had a discussion, Mm -hmm. you, me and Andres, me and a friend of the podcast, that it's much more of a burden. It's not it's not much bragging that he's like, you know, the king of rap or whatever the hell, but it's much more that he has to deal with either trying to please everybody or doing his own thing. And and there's Mm -hmm. merit to it. It's super interesting. But anyways, right, right, right. Uh, off the heels of Count Me Out, the the, the intro track, I, I look I like this like more mellow, slowed out, pardon, slowed, slow down of tone in terms of the the album. We had a very fast paced mm-hmm. first half of the the album, the first disc, and I, I definitely appreciate it. William, don't talk about don't talk about the the fucking I am a pentameter. Just talk about the song, please. Song is good. Thank you. <laughs> True and real. All right. Moving on. <laughs> Wait, you really have nothing else to say? I don't, bro. That was my whole thing. Dude, they really steal everything you had to say. Stole my whole flow. 
Say it again. So There's no way you can't literally. explain ambientometry better like, than I can. Bro, you it's literally ten syllables per line. You said it's called the each line is called a foot. That's okay. it. Yeah, bro, you you should be an English major at this point, Andrew. What the fuck? I dude, I don't know. But like, how do you listen? Okay, real quick, before we go into the next segment, this is gonna be super quick. How the fuck do you listen to an? How do you look, discern an iambic I pentameter listen. in a song? You read the lyrics. Oh, yeah, exactly. You just read it. Take sheet music. You just read it. That's fair. Could That's fair. No, because like I, I thought Could you guys I, were. Ta- I thought you guys were talking sonically. Why does okay. Willie have beef with me? You now? know what? You know what? Willie has beef oh. with me because I, because I, I can, I know how to read it. That's crazy. Dude. The next song. Oh, Andres. <clears throat> What? Oh, okay. All right. Um, <laughs> no way. Sebas. <laughs> yeah, undress. <clears throat> Let me take a crack at this. Let me see if I can steal Willie's flow again. You're a dude. You are murdering him Sebas. this episode. Sebas, you enjoy horror games? I do like horror. I mean, kind of. So basic. <clears throat> so basic. Willie, shut up. If you're okay. definitely better than you say it. Sebas, do you enjoy horror games? I kind of like them. They're too scary. Mm-hmm. They're too spooky. Too spooky for you. <laughs> yep. Okay. Have, well, you, have, you, have, have you played your, your fair share of horror games in New Year's? I can't tell you one that I've played right now. Oh, no, never mind. We played, we played, what's it called? We played FNAF at a Friends of the Podcast Fortnite. house. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't count. It. That doesn't count. Okay, go on. Finish. Hopefully, yes, it does. But I feel like there's a, there's a series of horror games. I feel like you would enjoy it. Don't, you, don't you, tell you me. Don't tell me. And it's called Silent Hill. Oh, Let's okay. go. Start us Silent off. Hill. Start us off, Andres. Kendrick Lamar. May I, may I, be, may I begin on the floor? Okay, no, yeah. Floor. William, you have the floor. Yeah, Andres, you suck. <laughs> Dude. Willie, you have the floor. What are you going to say? The Silent Hill is the first song that uh-huh. features probably the most controversial part of the entire album. The infatuation of Kodak Black uh, on the second half. So Kodak, you know, he pops up. Kodak is a very problematic person in real life. And when the album came out and everyone realized he was on it, especially nowadays how everyone is, forgive me for saying this, sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, him popping up really stirred the, the whole review on, on the album. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were like, okay, I can support Kendrick Lamar, but I'm not going to support. Like, you're not going to be supporting someone who has the allegations that Kodak has against him. And, and that's understandable, but at the same time, music is music, and I feel like if you like it, then then listen to it. Like that's really what my opinion on it. But the song itself mm-hmm. talks about fake people and fake friends and you know fake family members, anyone that is just using you for your success. And both of them, you know, being they were young when they blew up, you know, especially Kodak, he was like sixteen, something like that. It affects you and affects everything because you want to please everyone. But at the end of the day, you just can't please everyone. And mm-hmm. something that I, I saw, I read about was that that title Silent Hill, even though it's a little bit cheesy, it could be re- uh, referring to the monsters in everyone's lives, if that makes sense. Oh, that's interesting. That's that interesting. Sense, you know what? I like that. <laughs> Does that even count as a Willie English major <laughs> moment? No. It could, it, it could be... Uh, Put up as a metaphor. It could be like or an or an analogy. Yeah. Analogy or but in terms of how the uh, I'm sorry. In terms of how the track sounded, how did you feel about it? Because it's very distinct, actually, when you listen to the instrumental. Very much. I, I will say I don't really like Kodak Black mm-hmm. at all. So that part really messed with me. 
but at the end of the day, I really enjoyed the song. Yeah. I, I'm gonna just say real quick. I, I gave my takes about about Kodak in the first episode, <laughs> and I'm just gonna not, I'm just gonna talk about the track objectively. Man, uh, it's it's a lot more beat. I it's not exactly a rap track, with the exception of obviously Kodak's segment. Uh, the instrumental definitely fits uh, Kendrick's vocals on the first half of the track, where you have this like really punchy like like in and out vocals. That's Kodak, like when he gets to when it gets to the, his segment, <laughs> it kind of mm-hmm. loses me. But like, I will have to say somehow his flow just like fits with the instrumental somehow. But it's not my favorite part. And you get this very experimental feeling with the track. It's super all over the place. But then out of nowhere during his during Kodak's voice, you get this majestic ass violence going off in the background. I don't know if I was the first one that heard it the first time. That's just kind of threw me off and then you realize there's a lot of melodic layers to it and that's something that i love about kendrick's music there's so much nuance and depth to it beyond just the 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 wordplay and what they're saying the the instrumentals are beautiful and i will say coming a a song coming up had my eye the entire time we were listening it the first time but yeah anything you want to say andres i mean uh, as so usually when we have like these these other artists, we there's always like the one out of three that really enjoys them, and the other two are just kind of indifferent. Yeah, this isn't the case. I think all of us unanimously don't like Kodak. Yeah, <laughs> I mean we'll just we'll just say it as it is. I just yeah, we'll say it as it is. Yeah, I don't like Kodak either. Kodak is like okay on some songs. For example, on this song, he's not that bad as, as a feature, but I don't listen to Kodak's music like on his own. Funnily enough, uh, a few hours before the song even came out. Mm-hmm. People were already like people were already been speculating that he was gonna be on this on this song, and obviously it wasn't confirmed until the actual album dropped. How do people and know people, that? How do they know that? I don't know. I guess Nardwar <laughs> knows everything and <laughs> spoke to the people. Like I really don't know how people find these things out like Actually. hours before the, the album even comes out. Uh-huh. And people just like, kind of knew that he was gonna be on this. And people were like, "Oh my god!" Like, they don't even know gross. that. And Kendrick doesn't even know that. <laughs> so one thing that I, I I don't really have a lot to say about. About uh, I don't even have a lot to say about the song. The only thing is that with with my transition of mm-hmm. Silent Hill, like the game franchise by that made by Konami in like 1999. Yeah. The the only thing that I noticed is that he actually might be talking like th- this whole song might actually be like a kind of a little bit of a reference to Silent mm-hmm. Hill the game mm-hmm. because he obviously talks about being trapped by villains and monsters in a like, fictitious horror setting, which right. is literally what the game is about. Mm-hmm. It could just be me speculating. It could be me just thinking it'd be cool if he talks about mm-hmm. Silent Hill the game. But yeah. that's honestly calling all I have to say about the song. Real quick. But I think it is very good, though. Mm-hmm. And Kodak doesn't ruin it. <laughs> okay, real quick. Point of contention. There what? is there is a a part during the entire song that is just a really high-pitched sound. There's like... At first, I thought it was like a silenced gunshot pistol sound. But it doesn't even sound like that. It sounds like a bird. To, to hear it again but i'm just like i know what you're talking about i'm but. just trying to discern what it is but it's so confusing to me anyways let's get into the next track boys could just be a could just be a sound that he put on the beat could be could be random sound number five off of the soundboard we know we can't we <laughs> can never Vegas. know bro from sony <laughs> all right Sony Willie, Vegas sound pack do you have an interlude for this fuck it for this next song oh my god Undressed. oh okay mm. Oh my god, what? We've been mean to each other this episode. Yeah, it's because I hate you. You hate me, but I think you're my savior. Interlude. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I think you missed it. That was, like a, dude, that was like a movie title drop. Man, we, we really are the savior interlude. <laughs> All right. Man, we really are. Willie, what were you going to say? So the song for one baby came floats on that beat. And, um, right. Not, not even not even beat. It's just the violin. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But, That's what I was saying earlier. Sorry. Sorry. But I'm not going to I'm not going to dive in too deeply on the song because I want to reveal something. Fun facts. Uh, record shop exclusive. Wait, what? When I was eight or nine years old, I what? played the violin. No way. Oh, I think I said like I met baby. King. No. Oh, yeah. Me too. yeah. <laughs> no, I played the violin for a year. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we, went same, we went to the same elementary school, so of course we did. Wait, really? No, 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 no. But it wasn't. But Are I, you two finding out about this? No, we, we know oh that we went, went to the same elementary school. Oh, yeah. All right. But this track, though. Okay, can I get my take real quick? This song drives me insane sometimes. Like, I don't know how to properly describe it. it, it it's so beautiful what you can accomplish with a rap verse and classical music classical music like just straight classical music there's no beats there's no hi-hats there's no traditional rap beat no 808s no drums no nothing and baby keem is murdering this track not not killing it not not floating he's murdering it medieval execution guillotine and and someone who loves like classical music it, this is my most played track off of the entire disc bro i could talk about this song for hours there's just so much nuance to the lyrics to the sound. It's just I don't want I don't want to like ramble. It's just an interlude. But my God, this this is and I, I like Baby Kim as an artist. I think he's a great artist and someone who's come really coming into his sound. And this is definitely an example of it. And the friend of the podcast that we're bringing on for for an episode is all I'm going to gush about this to him all the fucking like for the entire episode. But yeah, Andres, real quick, what do you think about the interlude? Oh, uh, really quick, I do. I mentioned God, you you make it so easy to make fun of you for being corny. Yeah. Why? Being, being a Drake fan. I'm unironically listening to classical music on the daily. Because it's good. Okay, all right, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue with you guys. Sam so definitely listens to classical working out. Anyways, I'm proud of it. I'm proud of it. You listen, you listen to the Looney Tunes theme as you work out. That was that was a joke. That was a joke. No, it wasn't. I no, still have it. I never took it out of your playlist. <laughs> Motherfucker's alarm is just. Oh my god! No, no, I don't wake up like that. I don't wake up like that. Okay, yeah, you do. Uh huh. Go on. But okay, so first, first things first. I feel like, as you guys were saying, Baby Keem is insane. Yeah, I can't even say on this beat because there is no beat. He, he's, he. I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if Baby Keem went to like. A concert hall and just started singing. He kind of was like, "Damn, that's it!" And then we just did it again. Yeah, because it just it, it just sound it just it literally just sounds like they're playing like someone's playing violin in the studio. And can and baby came like, "Damn, this the beat." All right then, and just started singing. No, and nobody corrected. Yeah, him. he goes to the fucking conductor stand and just starts rapping, bro. Like, what the fuck? Actually, like it's oh my god. Yeah, but from what he's actually saying, it's it's very it's very reflective. That's what and he's yeah. talking about his problems growing up. He's talking about the like, recent experiences and all the like, like society or whatever, and it's all, it's all over this classical beat, which is like a really it's a bit like, con- contrasting, I guess. In this, I guess to say true, because you listen to classical music, you don't really get like, oh man, Mozart are really going off. Yeah, Mozart. <laughs> no, no one thinks like that. Drake would go like, off damn, on bro. this, bro. Damn, bro, Bach popping off on this piano, but like, 
But like you was in a baby game. This new drop hot. I but I feel like I feel like it's even though he's it's it's like on a much like soothe like a very soothing classical instrumental beat. I need to be like an instrumental. Mm-hmm. He's still talking. He's still talking about these things that really matter in today's like society. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's 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 interesting because it, like it, in a sense it makes no sense, but it's perfect. I'll agree. With, I'll it's, agree with that take actually. I, I was gonna say something so cool. else, but you know what? This should have taken him too long. <laughs> we're, we're, we're talking more about this than we did for Crown. Uh, okay, Girl. all right. Willie, hit us with a beautiful movie title drop transition, please. <laughs> Undress. Oh my god, leave me alone. What? We've been beefing this episode. We always beef because I hate you. You may hate me, but you're my savior. By Sam do beef and Kevin Kendrick Lamar. Let's go. I thought it was really funny because, like, you know, because I already said that, and then I was gonna say it. Again. Yeah, yeah, it was really funny. It was really funny when no, you said it again. Funny. Okay. Anyway, Savior, uh, the real for real this time. For, um, <laughs> for real this time. <laughs> the thing is, no. Okay, real quick before we get into the song, why is it called Savior Interlude? Just name it something else that isn't Savior. Thank you. Just call it Interlude. Just call it Interlude, and we all don't know what's going on. The song does fade into to to Savior really nice. Kind of. But, but like. Right it, it, okay, whatever. Go on. Sorry, Willie. Anyways, so the song at one point mm-hmm. uh, speaks about how us as people look up to public figures, even though they're also just people. Yeah, like the first part. Yeah. yeah. And that's something that I've thought about a lot because I look at my room now and I have hundreds of autographs of people that I've met, maybe if I'm lucky, met once in my entire life. But they're, they, not, they're not your savior. They're not my savior, exactly. And Kendrick speaks on that. You know, he's a very Christian person. You know, he dropped damn on Good Friday. There's no true savior in the world right now. But there is one savior, and that man is, as Andres can say, your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I thought you were going to say Kendrick, bro. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. What is going on, Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. (laughs) <laughs> yes lord preach amen okay amen hallelujah all right boys so for the next track off of jesus king uh we got oh yeah dude <laughs> let's go jesus both king you, both all right you. Uh, let me get my take let me get my take it, it really feels like you have you have kendrick you have baby keem and then you have the the much underrated sam do on the track all three of them worked on this group project and it shows it really does show. Kendrick has an amazing flow. A lot of wordplay into it, especially on the first half. Keem delivers just another catchy fucking banger. Although, I will say, I really, really wanted more off of him. And that was something kind of a disappointment when I listened to the first time. I thought he wasn't going to be just delegated to the hook. And I kind of wanted to, like, you know, listen more off of it. Maybe get his own verse. But you know what? Granted, he gets his own track to shine. It's just a personal thing. Then you get Sam Du on the background vocals, which is what I was saying. Very underrating. That just gives it that, as you two were saying, this evangelical feeling to it. I'll just say real quick for our listeners, take take a moment, take five seconds and just listen to the instrumental on, on this track. Mr. Ronald, Big Steppers, Savior. And you'll notice when you listen to the track, it sounds like someone's fucking mashing a keyboard. They're mashing a fucking piano. And then the next second, it sounds like they're playing it perfectly. The instrumental is super, super disorienting, but it's just, it's so fresh. 
and it really adds this distinct feeling to it in like this time where a lot of beats a lot of tracks just kind of sound the same and you get that a lot on this entire album you get these very distinct beats that, that really come into their own when you listen to it on them sorry on their own yeah anything else to say boys savior i mean so okay so yeah so as willie as willie mentioned obviously damn dropped on good friday which is the day that uh, Christians and Catholics we celebrate or bring remembrance of Jesus of Jesus's crucifixion, the day he died on the cross. Yeah. Oh, when you think about it, Kendrick is always talking about in this specifically in this song how there is no modern day Jesus, there is no prophet in these days. Yeah. He, not even himself. Like he, he he doesn't speak. To, he doesn't think of himself in that way. Right. So he 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 instead points to what he believes is his messiah his savior his prophet mm-hmm. jesus jesus christ hallelujah. the lord <laughs> hallelujah amen okay but, I, I love how both of you were just killing each other in the first half but not now that i realized that willie is an iron-blooded american a god-fearing man he, he is your brother I can't in christ help respect him. look at him. he's my brother in christ <laughs> ah let's go <sighs> The Lord has given me this strength. Oh my God. Anyways. All right, next track. Yeah, God gave you all that strength, but can't give you no women. Anyways. um, No way. Anyways. So, in the first. So, so, so he talks. So. (laughs) The demons are coming out. Okay. It's because Brent Pays is about to drop, and I'm going to talk to him in humanity's history. Anyways. So in this song, he, there's like three topics that I feel like he mentions a lot. So like the first verse, he's talking about like racism and like racial issues in America, in the world in general. Uh-huh. In the second verse, he's talking about COVID and like being politically correct in today's times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then in the final verse, he's talking about himself. He's talking about his strengths, his flaws, his weaknesses as a human. Yeah. What else he be talking about? That's pretty much it. <laughs> and Jesus. That's it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Preacher of the choir. Anyways. I, I can't see how you do this next track in a transition. Really. Oh, you are so not ready. Hit us with it. Let's go. Okay. This isn't directed to anyone specifically. Oh. oh. I go to a bonfire. Okay. It be looking fiery. I give my aunt a journal. Auntie diaries. Okay. All right. That one was kind of clean. I will say you get the right of the first take. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> All that effort. All of that effort. <laughs> Just to drop the ball like that, dude. All right. Go for it. Bro, go I, for it. I, 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 that's my bad. I zoned out. <laughs> I, 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 was so, I was so proud of myself. You were so lost in, the mo- you were lost in that moment. You were lost right. in the sauce. Now, take so it away. Auntie Diaries is, again, a very controversial part of this album. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. there is a... There's a there's some a part where <clears throat> Kendrick uses the the F slur uh, against uh, homosexual people, and I remember seeing that on Twitter because I didn't listen to the album right away, mm-hmm. um, and I remember seeing it on Twitter and I was like, uh, "What's that going to be like?" But when I listened to the song, I realized that what he's doing is l- preaching against homophobia in a weird way, but it's it's very nice you know mm-hmm. because in his culture you know it, even in culture just back in the day even just 10 years ago that was a very common word you heard a lot of people throwing that word around yeah 
Right. And it's it's just a product of the time. You know, we've learned that, okay, that word, it was never good to use, but we know now the effect that it has on people. So we're just not going to use it. And it's just a, it's a teaching moment on the album. Yeah. Just be, just be able to, to grow as a person and be able to change and see people's, see people with respect, basically. Yeah. And, and I will, I will bank off of that. I do feel that the word in question wasn't really used in a derogatory way. I feel that the the essence of, of the track being well, existing in the first place is a sort of it, it isn't really meant to be used in that way. He's specifically just stating what's been going on in his life and how and how how much of a of an offense it really is. To me, this is one of the one of the three emotional climaxes throughout the entire album. This is the second one so mm-hmm. far. The storytelling that that Kendrick does in this track really evokes a sensation of of what I can refer to, let's say Wilshire off of Call Me If You Get Lost, except it's a lot more real. You get very real emotion. And these are things that happened in Kendrick's life. They're things that occurred. And the way that he describes his perspective, like shifting over time and how the world sees his aunt is, is, is a bit interesting. And the way that he evolves past all the all that baggage, all of that, all those offensive things. It's a bit, it's a bit, pardon, it's a bit sobering with the instrumental and it slowly goes to a crescendo near the end. And it got me the first time. I I was pretty teary eyed the first time. And I don't know why I was so sure something was going to happen, like something that interrupted the crescendo of the track, but I'm so glad that it didn't. It's a, it's a very beautiful track. I'd also just like to jump in really quick before Andres does. Mm -hmm. Um, Kendrick, he, the, the point of view that he's speaking of is when he was, I believe a kid. If I, yeah, right. Sure yeah. Yeah. He's seeing, you know, he, he says my aunt, my auntie is a man now. That's kind of what a kid like would say. Instead. It's very objective, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um but instead of seeing it through the eyes of you know, oh, like, you know, like that's disgusting. He's seeing it as just someone who's letting them live. You know, he's just like, "Oh, uh, my auntie has a has a bad bitch." And he's like, "Oh, man, I want a bad bitch when I get big." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just it, it's it's a lot of the 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 way that people are is based off what they grow up. And luckily, Kendrick, um, even though he did grow up and, you know, he, he like like most people did uh, said terrible stuff that they regret. Um, they've learned to to keep growing and keep growing. Yeah. And Andres, uh, if you'd like to close out Auntie Diaries. I mean, yeah, this this is, I feel, one of the more raw songs on this album he's definitely just letting his emotions fly through the mic because obviously when he when he says you know the f slur like back to back it's just him just letting it out venting letting off steam essentially from all the years of a sense of bigotry that he's witnessed yeah. throughout his, his childhood and his young adult years and all that before like he learned that oh this isn't good this isn't like this isn't acceptable in the society it's I feel like this is this is definitely, for lack of a better word, like the worst song on the album for like the general public. Because I remember when the, when the album came out and people who like didn't understand what the song was about listened to it and heard that part and immediately tried to cancel Kendrick because they didn't know what was going on. Mm. And they immediately tried to cancel him because they, they, they thought he was being a bigot. Yeah. But what they didn't understand was that he is he is showing the people what he has been through. Yeah. And how, and how he knows, like he he's learned what bigotry is basically firsthand. 
because of his family, I'm assuming his family and the close people being biggest toward his aunt, his uncle, and his family. And it's it's beautiful. I, I agree with Sebas that during the crescendo, I was I, I wasn't teary eyed, but I was definitely like, it, it hits I was, you. It I was just shaking my core. Yeah, I was shaking my core. It really got to me. You know what I mean? It's incredible. I I, I truly think this is one of one of the more powerful tracks in the album. Yeah, and to me, definitely a highlight on the on the album. Essentially, this is what we were talking about earlier. That therapy session, Kendrick is opening yeah. up and. I'm going to just say it off off about this is Kendrick's most personal. We get the most objective view into his past, into what shaped him into the person he is. He even has a line during the song that that mentions his love for rap came from his from his uncle. And right. and you you definitely feel that all of this is truly coming off of his chest, that it's a moment where he could just let free all these things that, that has been pestering him and finally just putting it out there and moving on. And, and this is definitely prevalent in a song that's going to come up afterwards. But with that, let us move on. Sebastian. Oh boy. <laughs> what did I do? Would you say, what would did you I say, do? Uh, would you say I'm, I'm a bit of a comedian sometimes? On the off times that you are, yes. You see, I make people laugh. You get me? So you can call me Mr. Morale because I always bring it up. I'm going to sit back and, and I'm not going to say a word until I get the joke, okay? Okay, so William here to explain the joke, guys. What? Yes. Do you not know what morale means? Morale, yes. Okay, so if I'm making people haha funny, haha laugh, uh huh, I'm bringing up morale. Wait, that's such a good joke. Wait, that's you, so funny. You actually not get it? <laughs> so goddamn no stupid. No way, dude. That, that it's just you can't. Okay, you can't. Never mind. That was good. That was that was amazing with you. That was, that was awesome. Get into so Mr. it. Morale. Mm-hmm. Mr. Morale is the 16th song, if you could believe it, off this album. Mm-hmm. And this one, it's just Kendrick talking about generational trauma. You know, he brings up R. Kelly, which I found very appropriate because of the argument that I made that, you know, if you like the music, listen to it. R. R. Kelly is one of those people who I downright refuse to listen to, especially after everything came out about him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just seeing people who, who like you look up to and like people who you think are good people just end up becoming monsters or they just were monsters to begin with. Yeah. That, that messes with you. You know, um, there's a lot of, you know, especially if you can, if you can, you can go back to our generation too, you know, mm-hmm. you grew up on YouTube. There are so many YouTubers that have done so much bad stuff. It, it, it and it messes with you. Cause like, you're like, damn man. I, like I grew up with these guys. Yeah. Like they felt like, they felt like friends almost. So essentially what you're saying is like all these people that we might have held as saviors before that that we shouldn't have those people truly up in those pedestals. You can say that, that is that. correct. That is absolutely the point. I definitely I definitely see that a lot in this track. However, I will say just looking at well if I can if I may give my take right now, just listening to the Go first ahead. time, this is the this is the much more rap oriented part of this the CISC. Listening to it the first time, it's it's a fucking banger. This shit is so good. And just listening to it again and again and again. Kendrick makes references to his personal life. But like you said before, his personal trauma, generational trauma, all those things, all these heavy issues layered over this really just nonstop flowing banger. And, and I enjoy listening to this song just objectively a lot. This is one of the songs that I visit a lot when coming back to this album. But I mean, besides that, I... <sighs> 
I, I kind of feel I kind of feel stupid now for not seeing these things like on the on the first listen, the first time. And I mean, obviously, Kendrick is who he is. He layers his his projects to hell. It's it's just beautiful the replayability and you get a new meaning to it. I, I will say actually I was gonna say this before, but I was I cut myself off because I was talking about it too much. Uh, I listened to to uh, to save your interlude again and just listening to the meaning and what it truly meant for Baby Keem and in terms of this album is definitely I, I will say if if I'm just gonna say this right now listening to this album again besides the first time it's just it's a whole different experience. But what do you want to say, Andres? What were you gonna say? I mean, uh, okay. This is a song that you're absolutely right. I do agree that this is a song that definitely it's definitely one of my most played. Mm-hmm. If not, it's definitely not my most played. My most played is Fall the Time, but whatever's the point. Yeah. This is a song that when like when I first was like listening to the album and getting my like my my perspective on it, I didn't really pay much attention to it. But once I really sat down, listened to it, read the lyrics, and started analyzing what was going on. Yeah. I realized how much deeper this like rabbit hole this song goes, and I'm really glad that I'm aware of what this what this album is like really trying to say. It's great. This awesome. is this is what we're trying to do open open the listeners up to this to these nuances, absolutely. and, it, and it's, absolutely, it's absolutely. great. Anything else so, to say on? Oh, I'm sorry, sorry. All right, sorry. sorry, sorry. Um, so this is a song that obviously, as you guys have mentioned, is talking about generational trauma and that kind of stress from like per from the word I'm looking for expectations. Mm-hmm. As as Willie said, he cites R. Kelly and Oprah Winfrey, people who who are known for their proximity to like from like abuse to people who they they've been like close to that kind of kind of like tragedy. Yeah, and then, and then also this whole it ends with a quote from from Eckhart Tolle, which is a he's a he's a, he's a German author and a philosopher. I believe he's a philosopher. I don't know he's an author, but I'm not sure if he's actually a philosopher or whatever. Yeah, it ends on him, and he's not. That's not the first time that he's been mentioned. He's mentioned in Father Time. He's mentioned a lot through. He mentioned a lot through this, through, the, through this album. Yeah, and I feel like that's because Eckerd is someone who, who Kendrick has definitely been looking at. Yeah, in terms of his like his like, spiritual like, enlightenment, his like awakening. Throughout all his therapy, he's been looking toward Eckerd Toll, and looking at what it is, as the book, like the books that he's written and the philosophies that he that he talks about in yeah. order to help himself. It's amazing. It's very interesting. Very, very That's a whole other layer of understanding. I like it. But with that I being said, like that is, yeah, I think that's it for this song. It's going to be a very tough second. Guys. Yes. Yes, William. This one goes out to my mom. In my entire life, uh-huh. there have been moments where I wasn't sober. Literally or metaphorically? No, literally. Mom, uh, I'm sorry. I had I had fun, you know. I'm young. Uh, that's all I can say. So mother, I sober. Um, this is a very, very, very tough song. It's very tough, yeah. Because he talks it, it like how we've said that this whole album is just a therapy session. I believe this one is, you know, because it takes a while to get comfortable with the therapist. I feel like this is the session where you just started opening up about everything. Yeah. Kendrick, Kendrick talks about um how his mom when he was younger was you know she was sexually abused and how as Kendra grew up she feared that he was sexually abused as well and then it goes on to say that Kendrick uh, cheated on his fiance at the time with another person and that he felt absolutely horrible about it and that 
he compares himself to the person who sexually abused his mother because to him they're no different. They're both sinners. Yeah. Um, but at the end of it, Kendrick kind of he kind of is free from the whole thing. It's like he's never said this stuff before, but now that he's finally gotten it out, he, he just he doesn't have to carry the load by himself anymore. I will say just for me, this is one of the tracks that I have no notes, no nothing about. It's just I feel to me the first time I listened to it, I genuinely, I genuinely cried. Uh, the whole thing is this journey through through not only Kendrick's life, but a lot of what what you were saying prior, William, generational trauma, what a lot of people go through. And it's regrettable. It's genuinely regrettable. You have the instances that Kendrick was talking about, what happened to his mother, and how how his mother believed that that such certain things would have happened to him or happened to him even though they didn't through his cousin and to me just listening to this this description this retelling of what he's been pent up holding back and i mean on the podcast we're no strangers to talking about very emotional complex feelings and people just letting out their traumas their their feelings and all of that but I feel like this is one of the few instances where I, I just can't give this enough tribute. I can't give this enough attention and I can't put into words what is going on to where I like where I can cohesively put it out. It's just it's by the end of the track, you feel liberated by the end of the, of the track. You feel like, damn, it's like the track says you have broke a generational trauma. You've broke like this, this cycle. And to me, that's one of the most beautiful things about this album. How it's a cycle of not only Kendrick going through these personal things, his personal trauma, but breaking a cycle of of various different things that have to do with his culture and various other cultures. Uh, people that are, that are neglected by their parents, let's just say people that have a lot of emotional trauma of things that might have happened in their youth and various other topics. This is one of the most beautiful tracks I've listened to from Kendrick, from an artist, period. This is, to me, if I may give a, a quick comparison, uh, the antithesis to to you from To Pimp a Butterfly. Mm, where there it is. You is a, is a equally beautiful, sobering, depressing, and, and just somber track where it's stuck in this moment in time and where he's pouring out his emotion. In the same vein, Kendrick is pouring out his, emo his emotions in this track, but it's a lot more clear-headed. It's a lot more focused on moving on, moving past this, where you get the recount of everything that's going on and and just the liberation. And then the fuck he, his kid talks, his kid talks at the end of the track and like, bro, that is that is so cute. That is like genuinely one of the cutest thing. And then finally, you get the angelic voices from Count Me Out and United in Grief. And it just beautifully just wraps up this album. You get Mirror next, but in terms, this is where the album ended for me. The first lesson. Also, how can I not mess? How can I fucking not mention Beth Gibbons? Her vocals, her repeated hook throughout the entire track is beautiful. And it's very melodic and som somber, uh, somber take. It's very, it's very bittersweet the way that she gives her vocals, and and it lends to what the track is. Beautiful, ten out of ten track. Love it so much. It's very difficult to listen to him multiple times, though. Very difficult. In the same vein as you, as I said earlier. But 
it's, I don't know how to say it, Andres, take it away. I mean, honestly, I don't really have much to say. I feel like you, you took the words right out of my mouth. You actually stole my phone because I was going to mention you. I well. am sorry. Fuck. However, however, don't even karma, worry. Don't even worry. Karma. Can, you can, no, that's fine. You can take that one because I actually have another way to compare it. Okay. All right. Good kid, Mad City. So, oh, all right. Okay. I feel like another comparison besides you. Very, you I'm sorry. I'm sorry, very quickly. For the for the listeners at home, he pulled out his vinyl good kid. Oh yeah, I bought. The, good, thank you for the audio description. <laughs> yeah, my 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 apologies. I didn't tell the people. Uh, I bought Good Kid, Mad City on vinyl because I found it and I'm very excited about it. But you want to know something? For, uh, actually, I'm sorry. A fun fact about Good Kid, Mad City: the writing on on it it was done by Schoolboy Q. No, yes, way. it was. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yes, it was. The school itself. The, 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 the writing here, the Good Kid, Mad City. Yeah. You know, a short film by Kendrick Lamar. It was actually not done by Kendrick Lamar. It was written by Scooby Cube because they're friends. Yeah. And he was like, I like the handwriting. Correct. Anyway, back to the pressure. Okay. So <laughs> the so if it, since since obviously since Sebas has mentioned that it is comparative to you from To Be a Butterfly, I another way that I can compare it is Sing About Me, I'm Dying of Thirst from Good Kid Mad City. Yeah. It's not exactly it's not exactly the same, but it definitely is a very raw emotional song halfway through the song someone gets shot and it's just instrumentals for the rest of the song and it, it caught me so off guard Genuinely, my heart sank when i heard it it was it, it's beautiful I, i'm we, we will eventually do the game i'm excited about that eventually. yeah but back to mother ass over this is the i agree with sales this is one of the most beautiful songs that i've heard in a very long time it's it's raw it is it is emotion. It's it's literally the ending half of you when he's just drunk singing. You hear bottles clanging everywhere. Yeah. It's it's heartbreaking, truly. It's it tugs at your heartstrings to the hardest extent. As you said, Beth Gibbons, beautiful performance. I wish that was somebody, anyone but myself. It cuts so deep because a lot of people have that 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 stress, that 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 uh, I guess that that affliction of not wanting to be themselves. Yeah. Because they just don't, they don't like themselves, they hate themselves. And I feel like that's something that Kendrick suffers from. Kendrick suffers from not wanting to be himself. He wants to be anyone but himself. But he knows that he has to help the people. So he puts himself through that and he is himself. Him being himself is why he is beloved so much by the community. He talks about his mother's experience of sexual abuse. He talks about, he talks about how he talks about the drug abuse, talks about sexual abuse. Talks about him. Talks about his his struggles in in his relationships. It's it, it's in a sense like a mess of a song, yeah. and I don't mean that negatively. I mean it's just there's so many things that he's talking about, and it's so negative, but it makes it so beautiful because the way everything is wrapped up, it's incredible, truly incredible. I think this is it's it's not my favorite song because obviously it's not a song you can listen to normally. It's not my favorite song, but it is by far the best song on this album. Yeah. Uh, it, it's incredible. I wish this was the song that it ended off on, just because it's just so perfect to me. Yeah. But there was one more. Willie, how about you lead us off? For from one depressing topic to to potentially another. Oh boy. For, this is for both of you. When you look at yourself in the mirror, are you satisfied with the person you are? No. Fuck yeah. Kada kada. To uh, share with the room? What do you mean share with the room? As to like why? Well, I, I I like myself. I like the way I look. This is a quick, this is a quick, what's it called? Confession. I haven't gone to the gym in like a week, but that's because I had finals. Okay. So I'm slightly, I am slightly a bit not satisfied at the moment. 
What about you, Andres? Mm-hmm. I, I heard a, I heard an interesting answer from you. I no 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 now I'm when I say that I mean in the sense that I know I can be better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There there is always room for improvement. Now obviously I'm not talking about something like perfection or something, because obviously everyone knows there is no perfection. Doesn't exist, never has exist, never will exist. But whatever, I'm, I'm getting it off topic. We, we gotta talk about the song. So mirror. Start us off. Mirror with is a is a it's a it's actually it's like an end credit song because like it is. Whole, Fuck, uh, I was gonna say that. Okay. The whole the whole album is just is basically a movie. Yeah. Of Kendrick's life. Yeah. And it, it sounds like such an end credit song. It's, like I will say, Kodak in the beginning going, "I choose me." I believe that's what he says. Yeah. Um. That was that that was kind of cool. I like that. And then how it just gets repeated. I mean, uh, it, it just song. serves the yeah exactly. It serves for the song. Yeah, because Kendrick Lamar has put up a an image of he's a man of the people, but at the same time, he also has to be a man for himself. And though you want you really at the end of the day, you really want to satisfy everyone. Yeah. You just can't. And until you understand that you have to choose yourself over the opinion on everyone else you're never going to be able to even come close to the feeling of satisfaction within yourself. That's true. That's true. Mm -hmm. Very introspective. Very beautiful take, really. I do not have much to say about the song, to be honest. I, I like the, I like the intro part where it's him talking about about how the pressure is mounting up and the way that he, he's sort of melodically giving off that first take, but when it gets to the first hook, it just, it just lost me. I, I don't know what it is, to me, the vocals just don't hit me the right way. I don't like it. It sounds a bit repetitive. And that it's it's really a disappointment because as you said, this feels like a an end credit, an end credit song. And I really like to hear more of it, but most of the times I just can't really stomach the first time like the first uh the first batch of verses. And I know that it really goes into the theme of it. Personally, I I don't really see it like that. I think it's an enjoyable track, sure but not one that I visit too often. But it is, I will say, since Mother I Sober wasn't the final track, this is, it's not a terrible track. You could end in worse ways, is what I'm trying to say. It's just not my favorite track. Andres, give a more positive take than mine, because holy shit, I'm bashing this song. Man, I, I like the song a lot. I like uh-huh. the song a lot. The, 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 don't even worry. I, I like the song a lot. <laughs> okay. So Kendrick is obviously talking about, as you guys previously stated, he's talking about pressure. He's talking about the stress of being famous. Yeah. He he's talking about he had he Kendrick wants he like he mentions that he wants to live selfishly despite him being so humble. Yeah. Like he wants to flex. He wants to have all these nice things because he can. Because Kendrick is he's not like a billionaire, but he's he's wealthy. He's wealthy. Obviously. He's definitely one of the top the, the biggest rappers out there, even despite his hiatus. In fact, probably because of his hiatus, he's so he's so well, he's so renowned. So he he knows that he can get all these nice things and live very 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 comfortably. But he doesn't because he yeah. wants to live selfishly. He, like he he wants to he wants to look humble. He wants to look bummy just because it makes <laughs> himself feel better. Okay, J Cole, what the fuck? I yeah. was going to say that. <laughs> he literally he, he has the he has the, he has the J Cole he has the J Cole grind set. Nah, but, but, J. Cole, but J. Cole, like, he just buys designer stuff, but it just looks awful every time. No way, yeah, bro. True. No it's fucking way. Willie's I just love J. Cole, man. Willie's dead. But whatever. Okay. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. And then the only other thing that I meant that I noticed is that he, he talks about his newborn daughter. 
mm-hmm. which obviously we see in the in the album, the cover of the album. Yeah, and he talks about obviously his therapy, which is obviously mentioned from the very beginning of the album, United in Grief, and it, it shows like the full cycle of of therapy of him trying to better himself. But something yeah. that I noticed this is my last point. Something that I noticed. We never really get a conclusion to his therapy. And I think that's a great point because there usually is no conclusion to therapy. Right. People who go to therapy usually, they never really, it's not there to solve their problem. Right. If you go to therapy because you're depressed, because you're suicidal, because you're, I don't know, whatever, you're bipolar, uh, whatever, like you, 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 like you don't go to therapy and then come out like a month, like a month later, cured. That's not how that works. And I feel like, and I feel like, uh, Kendrick ending this album on a bit of a somber note, not really talking about like a perfect conclusion, mm-hmm. is because it's accurate. He's reflecting the truth about therapy that it, it isn't. It isn't just like like this. It isn't like a. It isn't just like a, a cure be all. Right. Like an end all be all, a cure, and like it's beautiful. Truly, as someone who's gone through therapy for unrelated reasons, it's it, it's very smart for it. It's very smart of him, and it makes sense because it's Kendrick. He's just a genius. That's true. That is he true. he's speaking real. And I, I love it. It's good. All right, boys. You. Let's do our let's do our respective segments. First, we got Sebas's certified six. We got number one, United in Grief. Number two, N95. Number three, fuck, this one's tough. Savior Interlude. Number four, Savior. Number five, Mr. Morale. And finally, number six, Crown. All right, who's next? Willie's wonderful d- d- weapon. No. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> William Fantabulous Five. Uh, amen. Amen. All right. All right. So we got number one, United in Grief. Number two, N95. Number three, Father Time. Number four, We Cry Together. And it's a tie for number five with Auntie Diaries and Mother I Sober. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. Andre's Elite Four. Let's go. Yeah, that is no, we're, we're, we're really Shut killing up. these. I don't need to rhyme. <laughs> Really killing so my name is my name my name is hard to rhyme, man. Anyways, hey, mine doesn't rhyme, bro. Mine is certified six. Yeah, but this sounds insane. Whatever, whatever. This is awesome. Eight. Sure. Let's go. Let's go. United in grief. N95. <laughs> Father time. We cry together. Purple hearts. Mm-hmm. Uh, mother I sober. Mirror and crown. Sure. Beautiful. Beautiful. As you know, what, replace crown with savior. Damn. Not the interview, the actual one. Okay, all right, damn, fuck, fuck cool. you, I guess. <laughs> all right, so it's that time, boys. Time to give That's both cool. respectively, respectively, disc rating and then album rating. So disc rating and then followed immediately by album rating. William, please grace us with your first take. Entire album was so hyped up for so many years, mm-hmm. and to the point where people just thought it was never going to happen. But then it happens, and I feel like without the clouded judgment of "Oh my God, it's a new Kendrick album," yeah, the album still is fantastic and definitely in the conversation for album of the year. For the disc, Mister Morale, I would give it a nine point five. It gives a much more um personal uh, stories, and Kendrick really goes deeply into his psyche yeah i really appreciate that and for the whole album uh it's a nine for me it's a nine okay all right i fuck with that i fuck with that undress grace us okay. 
So first, I want to make an addendum to my, the previous part. Oh boy! I gave I gave the previous disc a seven out of ten. After reflecting and re-listening, I'm gonna bump it up to an eight. Ooh! Bump it up to an eight. Okay. I do I do believe that this disc, disc two, Mr. Morale, is definitely better in terms of the storytelling. Yeah. Honestly, I just enjoy the first disc a lot more. I, I like I, I think the second disc is better for mm-hmm. the storytelling and the purpose of the album, but. First, it has so many bangers. United in Grief is angelic, and any five is such a hype song. Yeah, Father Time is almost perfect. We Cry Together is as obviously depressing as it sounds. It's hilarious to listen to because if it just lands on shuffle and it's just it's just such a whatever. Yeah. Anyways, my point is, yeah, I'm bumping it up to me. Okay. But the second disc. This is a group of songs that really had like for a colloquial term had me my feelings. I was sitting on the edge of the bed, like, damn, bro. Damn. This guy be listening to way too much Drake. <laughs> Yo, that's, that's me, bro. That's me. Honestly, this, this, this. Direct that back to me, bro. Yo, true. I, I remember. Honestly, I remember, honestly. I, I, I remember I could hear Sales audibly sighing when we were listening to the song. When there was no uh, Drake feature. <laughs> there's, no, there's, no, there's no Drake feature. <laughs> All right. All right. But okay. I, I like, did this. This, this, some of the songs here are absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. Auntie Diaries is such a reflective piece. Mother I Sober genuinely had me like almost heartbroken. Mirror is a great, an absolutely great uh, conclusion to this album, even though it's not much of a conclusion, but that's just even better. Yeah. Silent Hill is the only song that I feel like kind of dropped the ball just because Kodak was such a strange feature, but that's besides the point. Mm-hmm. Because of how beautiful this, this, this disc is, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. It's beautiful, done. beautiful. Give it a nine out of ten. Okay. Part of the album, I'm giving it a nine out of ten. I'm giving it a nine out of ten overall. I think this album works, despite both discs, it works beautifully together. It's, okay. it's just like Good Kid, Mad City. It's a short film, mm-hmm. a short film by Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, it's it's such a motivated piece, motivated piece of media. I agree this with is that. one of the most interesting pieces of media that I ever consumed mm-hmm. in my lifetime. It's 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 so hard to understand, but when you do start putting the pieces together, it's incredible. Yeah. yeah. You literally can't help but be like, God damn. I don't know. I'm like running out of words at this point. I'm I'm starting I'm starting to like start meat writing. But like it's <laughs> <is> so good. <laughs> uh-huh. It is good. Right. It's just so good. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's good. For We're me. Good. Okay. This was one of my most anticipated projects of the year we've had releases after releases and then we had jack harlow and future <laughs> and drake, and drake. And, but that's more recent that's more recent <laughs> and drake so being one of my most anticipated releases um I'm, I'm just gonna say it this is probably one of my favorite kendrick projects that i've listened to in a while mm-hmm. for me i don't think i can put this on a tier on of, of his albums for like a while I'm still going to let it sit with me, listen to it. It's very, it's, it's surprising to me because it's very replayable. Some of the songs you listen to and you're like, oh, okay, I, I like the song. You vibe with it. Uh, for the disc in specific, Mr. Moran, I will say, you guys have said basically fucking everything when it comes to this. The storytelling is amazing. It's beautiful. You get this very deep stripped down. But as he deals with like a lot of the personal trauma that he brings up in these tracks and the things that are going on in this life, it's it's definitely beautiful to see this process, this journey as he heals through it in the to, in the track Mother I Sober. And to me, 
where this record, where this album shines is in moments like that. So I will be giving Mr. Morale a slightly higher rating than Big Steppers in an 8.5. In terms of the album, however, I will be giving it an aggregate score, then divided for an average of 8. Beautiful album. Amazing. I'm not going to put this in a tier list. I'm not going to put this in, in a certain caliber over or under a certain Kendrick project. It in itself is a view, a window into Kendrick that we have not seen in a while. And it is the most basically transparent version that we've seen of Kendrick. And I definitely adore that for what it is. And and the the bravery and the value that that is behind this, this project. And it's, I don't know how else to say, I'm running out of words. <laughs> But yeah, amazing album. I'm really glad we reviewed it on the show. Really quick, but before we end this episode, sell us as the certified Drake shill oh, of boy. the show. You want to give us a quick little like 10 second review of... I will not be doing it here. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I just want to... I'll give my opinion. Out. No, this it's is a Kendrick sucks. episode. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Willie, 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 we got to close up shop. Come on. Willie, please. Okay, well, where, they, where can we where can we find you? Okay, oh. all right. The people, the lovelies, they can find me on Instagram. They can find me at Sebasil, Sebas, Ill. Both of you are so funny and and very expressive, <laughs> very expressive <laughs> young gentlemen. Andres, <laughs> where can they find so, you? You guys can find me on Instagram, Andre underscore p zero nineteen, and uh, on my Discord. If you guys. If you guys want to hit me up, we'll talk about Drake, how much he sucks, uh, how much he fell off hard. Oh, okay. <laughs> Nacho, like the food, numbers 5146. Willie, how about you? Where can the people find the worst me. host? If you want to find me, the best host, um, you can find me on Instagram at William.Blast, Blast with one S, and on Twitter, William Blast L. And if you want to find the podcast, you can find us on Instagram at uh, Record Shop Pod. Don't look up the Twitter. Um, <laughs> But, <laughs> okay. but yeah, I never existed. So yeah, what Twitter? Yeah, what, what Twitter? What? Yeah, literally, what Twitter? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh huh. But anyways, uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Join us next week as we speak on Aries's album, 2019 album, Welcome Home. I almost forgot the name. I'm sorry. I can't wait to listen to to, 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 Gem, to Gemini, the whatever. Fuck Aries, my bad. Aries. <laughs> Uh, as we, as you can see, none of us here are Aries fans except for Willie. I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna listen to it. Don't care about Aries. Uh, Willie has not stopped talking about it for the last two years. Just listen to ever it. Since, ever, dude. Ever since the concert drop, he's become more and more, more and more toxic about it. And it's so at fun. this point, I'm just oh, convinced. I, I, I'm just convinced it's a cult. It, I'm just oh, literally true. just <laughs> cult of Aries. We're gonna listen I mean, to it. I mean, I mean, I we're mean, gonna I review it. We're going to say what it is at face value. And next we're totally not going to be biased because we hate Willie. On the record shop. On the record shop. We love you all. Thank you everyone for listening. Goodbye. Bye. What's the contextual meaning behind damn, bro? Like, there is none. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> bro, if you look at the album cover, he's like, like, like the way he looks, he's just like, like oh, you dude. see the album damn. Huh. I mean-